0: Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who never seems to mind a little bit more, Heather.
1: Um. What are exactly What are you exactly talking about when you say you don't mind a little bit more? A little bit more of anything. Are we talking about like wine or chocolate or money? Then that's I'll all. Take those, it.
0: All, all the good things. If it's a good thing, you want more of it. <laughs> Got am it. I, am I wrong?
1: No, you're not wrong. Maybe
0: more David. Do you more, want more. I know more in your time life?
1: with you for sure. <laughs> for sure.
0: Oh uh, well. Speaking of more, we have more great programming on the way to your ears today. <laughs> today we are going to be talking about ways to make more money.
1: More money, more money. Who doesn't want
0: a little bit more I'll more green more. in their pocket? I'll
1: take more, please.
0: Yes, please. I'll have some. Let's do it. Let's do this. Yeah. So I I think I think it's pretty obvious that most of us could use a little extra money. No everybody would could find a way to either spend it, to save it, to give it. You could do something with that money.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I think what we're talking about today is the money. There's really kind of two pieces to your money, right? You you make money and you spend money. And so money problems are kind of related in those buckets, right? So either you're not making enough money or you're spending more money than you have. So you can only cut costs so much and then you got to increase the income. You got to increase the money coming in. And so that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: I think, you know, yeah, that's a really good uh, way to look at it. Because we've talked a lot on this program about the the w- very one-sided conversation. We've talked about the one side of right. spending, the outgoing. Right. Is the spending, the savings side. How to control it, how to budget. Where, where, where does that money go once, once you've brought it in? But we really haven't talked too much about bringing in that money to begin with. And that's, that's the right. focus for today. And there are a lot of different ways that... We can go about this. I'm sure if any any of you listening thought for five minutes, you could come up with ways to bring in at least some money.
1: Yeah, it is kind of interesting because when we first talked about this topic, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And then as we started, like, as I started Googling and researching and started thinking, like, you're right. There's so many – if you <laughs> – if, if you don't want to well, listen to our podcast, but go out and Google ways to make more money and you'll have tons of articles that are 40 ways and 20 ways. And and some of them are straight up scams, so be careful. Yeah, look, look at make sure the source that you're looking at. But anyway, I was really surprised at like, wow, there's a lot of great ideas out there. Like this is a topic people are looking for. And I also found when I was researching for this episode that more than a quarter, so 27% of Americans... Earned extra income from side gigs last year, so this was released in May of 2021. So it was That's probably, a um, probably the year 2020. But anyway, I was shocked by that. That That's was way higher
0: than I thought it would be.
1: That's a lot. So
0: that is way higher. Now I, I don't know what they're talking about how, how they necessarily classify. But it
1: doesn't say how much necessarily, but true, it said true. extra income, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. So maybe so maybe it's something. fifty bucks in the, over right. the course of the year, but it's something extra. Right. Right. Yeah, so, but that is pretty impressive that 27% have engaged in some type of a side gig over the course of the past year. That's impressive. So, what are some ways? So, let's say we don't, you don't have any ideas on how to make extra money. So, if you're feeling, if you're out there and you're feeling like, oh, what could I possibly do? How could I possibly move the needle to just make a few extra bucks this month? There are certainly ways to do it that aren't scams that are real that you could start acting on today. And as Heather mentioned, one of them is finding that side hustle, that that uh, that gig.
1: Yeah, I think there I think you need to look at this in two ways, right? So I think like when I talked about it and referenced it in the statistic, I think it was I mean, I'm not sure, but like it mentioned gag. And so when I think of like a side gig, to me, that's what you're saying. You just want to get some quick cash. You know, what could you do? Examples could be like babysitting or maybe being an Uber driver or tutoring or doing something like that. And I think, I think this is good to do if you don't necessarily have, like, we'll talk about the other one, like a true, like, passion side gig, a business maybe they're trying to build. But I think this is really, I've known a lot of people who've done, you know, this, who have done Uber driving driving or babysitting. In fact, my grandma took care of a lady into her late 70s. She would go over and kind of help take care of a lady's house. So it's like things like that, that... Again, anybody can do those items, right? Right. Or yeah. jobs, that, that's not more, items, jobs. That's more.
0: That's more like a, a, you're talking about the difference essentially between a job and a possible career. Right. Not that it's going to turn into a career. So you you were talking about how yeah you might you might have that job of or that job of being an Uber or a Lyft driver or a babysitter or whatever that brings in a little bit of cash and it's consistent and you know you can do it when, whenever you need to you can kind of jump in and out of it when you need to or you could take the approach of i have this passion maybe maybe i have this this business idea that's not going to cost me much to at least dabble in a little bit and i kind of enjoy it i think it might be fun to do this and i might be able to build it into something that's more of taking that taking a risk on a new career without giving up your day job
1: right and i'm always impressed with people who have these i i wish i would have done it i mean because you think about it, it's like, if, like you said, if there's something you're excited about and you're going to do anyway because it's a passion, why not try to monetize it? Why not try to make money, right? And so I think that's awesome, and and I think what's cool about these is you don't necessarily have to give up your day job, right? So, um, you know, you could work your job and then figure out how to squeeze this in, and then maybe it gets to the point where you don't have to have your day job anymore and this can become your job, but I think that's a good way instead of just you know, diving all in is like testing the waters, seeing, I mean, I did think about once getting a side gig, like playing piano and singing at a piano bar. I've talked about that. That, that would have be been fun. fun, but, um, and you've kind of done this, you've done this a little bit.
0: I've done it a little bit. Yeah. So I've, I've done this a little bit. I I've done dabbled in YouTube, for example, and right have, have tried a little bit there and, um, you know, it hasn't grown up, grown to be anything huge, but I no. But again, it's to like build, okay, we're gonna you slowly go slowly build stuff over time,
1: right? And it's like okay, we're gonna go out and explore Singapore and see Singapore. So why not? video it and post it and make some money on it because we're doing it anyway, right? It's not... I mean, yes, there's extra time in the editing and all that, yeah. but again...
0: But I already have a en- computer. I already you have a phone. enjoy doing
1: it. I mean, it's something that you...
0: YouTube's free. Right, <laughs> so right. So why not try it, right? right. Yeah, there was, there was and, zero cost to get involved in doing that.
1: Right. And I've known a lot of people that have done this. Like, I know several people have gone, like, with baking, doing their own baking business or photography, I mean, and we've used a lot of those people, like our friends that have these great talents. It's like, hey.
0: We, we used one of those people for our engagement photos when, exactly. right before we got married. Yeah. And, you know, going that direction, that I would say that's a harder path than just getting a job, right? Than getting a standard job because it requires some creativity. It requires some hard work. It requires you to take initiative and to, to do some things and stretch yourself a little bit. So it's harder, but there's a potentially higher upside to that as well. Right. Um, Yeah, but again, anybody can do it.
1: Right. So the next area that you could do, earn some extra cash, is around rental properties. So this could start just simply with renting your own home or a room in your home, and then eventually you could grow, grow, grow. You could grow to buying a bunch of investment properties and having a whole real estate portfolio. And I feel like this is makes a lot of sense because it is often your biggest asset and you can use that. You can use that asset to make money or actually pay for itself to pay for the mortgage that you might have. Um, And I feel like this was really good when, if you're single. So I, I remember when I was single, I had several single, single friends who did this. So they bought a house, they wanted to make that investment, you know, buy a property, stop paying rent, but there it, it was just himself, so they would rent out rooms, and it really helped cover the cost and the mortgage. And they were building this asset, right? And this, in fact, this was you something did I tried this. to push
0: you for. Well, that yeah. was what
1: I was just going to say. I mean, I think I had to beg you to kick out your roommate when we got married because I'm pretty sure if I hadn't, you would have wanted to keep doing this.
0: Definitely, yes, and. In fact, and we had, we even had friends that were looking at one time for places to stay. And I was like, oh, well, you could rent a room from us. Wouldn't that be fun? And Heather, you put, you shot that down pretty quickly.
1: No offense to my friends, but I want to live with my husband, especially when we were first well, married. We would have still lived
0: together. We would have still, it's not like we weren't going to live together. We would have just had a little somebody extra having to have fun with as well and you know just
1: sure sure well too bad we didn't do that (laughs) doesn't mean you shouldn't do that listener
0: oh Um, and i've also
1: had friends who did the whole property management gag so they like like where they were renting or living they would be the property management and then be able to um pay for the rent so that could be another way i
0: I had a friend that had a duplex and rented out the basement the lower level i should say well he he lived in the top and it worked out well for him while I was there. The nice thing about that is that you're 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 right there to handle all the issues. You see what's going on. You see if the the uh, tenant is misbehaving or not. It Yeah, it works.
1: Yeah, and then it can eventually grow, right, into a whole, you know, you start with your primary residence. You can buy rental properties. So that's definitely an area also that can snowball. It
0: takes a little bit more capital to start in the real estate place. But yeah. if you already have a place that you're living in and you can rent out a room, that's an easy place to start. Next selling stuff. Ooh, Ooh. get jumping on Craigslist, jumping on Facebook marketplace. (laughs) Um, there's a dozen places out there, but those are the two big ones that come to mind right away where you can get your stuff out there and you can sell stuff that maybe you don't need anymore. Maybe you're not using, um, yeah, so this is more of a, a quick injection of cash.
1: Yeah, this is good. For, like you said, this is good for if you need cash immediately, get some cash. But this is not something that is sustainable. You can't just always sell everything. Um, uh,
0: eventually, you're going to need a place to sit and a bed to sleep in. Right. So you can't sell everything.
1: Right. And we're actually doing this right now. So David's always been the one selling our stuff, and I've never had to do it. And so I'm now taking the lead here in Singapore trying to sell stuff. And You're doing awesome. I don't know that I'm doing awesome, well, but this is tough. It's hard. It's not easy, hard to sell stuff. It definitely is a way to get cash. You've moved
0: stuff. And so that is, it's working. But yeah, not everything can be sold and not everything can be sold at the price you want it to be. But uh, that's the nature of it. Yeah. And then let's say say you, you are at a point in your life where maybe your current job just doesn't pay very well or your, your career it looks like you're kind of dead-ending in your career, and this is as far as you can take it, but you still want to grow your income. Well, what do you do? Well, most likely that means you need to learn a new skill. You need to learn a skill that's more valuable in the marketplace than the skill you currently have. And I'm not saying what you do currently doesn't have value, it clearly does. Someone's paying you for it, but it may not have more value than you're making today. And so how do you make yourself more valuable to businesses and to the market well you learn something new you learn a new trade for instance maybe maybe you need to change a career and learn a new trade or expand on your trade maybe maybe it's about going back to school and getting a new degree or an expanded degree a higher level degree you know i
1: just saw an advertisement at the bus stop this week that had an advertisement that said starting a new career at 40 and I was thought that was really interesting because it is totally doable. I know people think, "Oh, I'm too old. I can't start over." But when you think of like how many years left you have working, even if you have, even if you have to go back to school or make an investment, it still might be worth it. You know? Yeah, even um, at 40,
0: you probably still
1: have 25 years left, possibly to work. Right? So that's a whole that's a whole career time. So, but also, I mean, you also should see if you can stretch yourself in your current position. You know, maybe of there's course. things you can do, but yeah, if you're interested or maybe you're just not interested, maybe it's not a money thing, but yeah, I mean, don't be, it's never too late.
0: Right, right, yeah, I, I completely agree. You need to stretch yourself in your current position. Maybe there is room in your current position or maybe there's a next level up in your career path that you could move into by stretching yourself in your current position to be able to, to make that move. Uh, that's certainly an option. So right. yeah, don't limit yourself. Right.
1: So speaking of your current position, another option to make more money is to ask for it. To ask for a raise. And this is something Oh, that's hard. I'm a big fan of and I've coached a lot of friends in doing this. Um, this is
0: hard to do. Though.
1: I know. You especially know, especially for someone that, like me that's
0: a little more timid.
1: I know. I mean, and you got to get your data, right? You need there's tons of market data out there at what jobs in your region, what they're paying and especially right now because the market is so hot and salaries are going up. Um so be aware of what the worth of your career, what your job is in your current market and you know be clear on how you add value to the company and you know don't be afraid to ask. I mean the worst thing they can say is no and you're in the same position you were in. So um and at least you've made your case and you've talked to them and I don't yeah.
0: know. And in a bad case is I need more money because my kids are going into college soon and I'm going to need to pay for it or I have some more expenses or I just want to raise. I've been here a long time and I need a raise. Those are not good reasons. You need reasons on, I have taken on all this additional responsibility since I first received this level of pay. I have brought all this additional value. I've I, I've completed all these projects, maybe that that have earned the company a lot of money and proven my worth, uh, and proven that I can do more. Um, you need to have clear a clear case on why it is you're more valuable than you're currently valued at by your employer.
1: Yeah, and that's a really good point. I mean, I wouldn't just go in tomorrow and just ask for it. You need to prep for this, and there's a lot, probably a lot of good articles and books out there on this how to how to build that case and be prepared and to show your value because it is about what is the company getting from you or what they have they gotten right and so um, yeah make sure you're prepared for that conversation but don't be afraid if you feel like hey there is some opportunity here based on what you're valued and what you're currently getting paid don't definitely. be afraid to ask
0: definitely and and then um, finally I, I want to call out that we, we've been experiencing in well in the US and really throughout the world what's being known called the great resignation and that is because now you know post well one of the reasons is as as we've moved into this covid environment where everyone's working from home now we have more flexibility on where we can work now some of us have been forced out of our jobs or our companies went out of business because of covid and so now we're we might be forcing other people out of their jobs because we're we're the more qualified candidate right so um there are a whole another bunch of reasons why people are changing over. So you might be able to get a better paying job by looking outside of your current employer if your employer is not willing to give you that raise that you're asking for. And so yeah. that's not worth, you shouldn't rule that out.
1: Yeah. You know, unfortunately, sometimes you do have to change companies to get the bum for their promotion. Or like David said, even I know a lot of people that are making lateral moves and they're getting paid, you know, significantly more right now. So and I've done this in my career, you know, there's, I've, I've been able, I've made a move to get that promotion to make more money. I just would caution. I do think it's a good, it's an okay thing to do. Just make sure that you landed a good place and you're not just taking this, making this change to make more money or to get the promotion. Make sure you're still like, it's the right company, the right fit, the right employer, because, yeah, you get it. But if you land someone, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible," and I hate my life. You're not going to last. So
0: and consider at least consider: Are you making? Are you sacrificing a long term gain for a short term gain? Because maybe there's a better career career path at your current employer than there is at the new employer that you're jumping to for a pay bump now. Uh, whereas if you'd stayed with your employer and worked that career path you might be able to move up higher so weigh all your options before yeah don't do it lightly make sure you've looked at it i'm not encouraging you to go quit your job tomorrow
1: no (laughs) (laughs) so okay we've laid out a lot of great ideas for people to make more money but a lot of people aren't doing that right so a lot of people aren't why do you think this is hard to do Or what are some reasons that maybe people are like, hey, that sounds great, Heather and David, but it ain't for me. Well, I gave you
0: one for the raise, right, already. I said I was a little bit timid at times. It it can be hard, it can be hard, like the the raise piece, it can just be hard to ask for a raise because there's fear of rejection, there's fear of change, there's fear of, there's a a lot of fear involved, I think, in in stepping out and taking action, taking these actions. That, I think, is a big one. Sure. Um, I would also say there's there's an overall thought, oftentimes, that this is something I can't do. I yeah. Think, I think there's a little bit of a concern of, oh, yeah, you know, I saw somebody do that once, but I don't know that I could do that. I'm... And again, this might be a part of that fear piece, but it's it's like, yeah, I I don't know that I can do that. Do I have enough confidence in myself to to trust myself or to bet on myself? In that
1: and way? and I think that goes a lot lines with that whole side hustle. Like, oh, I really want to do this, but I don't think I. Yeah, sure, this person started a baking business, but there's no way I could. And that's where I think again. You can just you don't have to like go all in and quit your job and like spend tons of money to buy all the things. It's like start small, you know, see if there is momentum and is this working or do you even really like it? Because I think a lot of times, you know, people start out with, oh, I really love this is my passion. But then when it, you know, isn't just for them and all of a sudden it is truly a job that you're working for other people to do this, maybe it's not as fun anymore. Right. And so I think it's, yeah, you might, so don't think you can't do it, but that doesn't mean you have to be off the deep end with it. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and I like what you said about start small, just that, that is really at the heart of it. And I think that that gets to all of this. If you start small, your risk is lower. The, if, if you fall on your face, you're not falling from as high up and there's not as much on the on the line. If um, if you're starting small and you've got a baking business, those orders are probably going to be smaller initially, and so there's something you can manage because you've got one or two people ordering. You don't have twenty people ordering right away, and you can you can ease into that and see is this for me? Right. Yeah.
1: You kind of also touched on this, but I do think people make a lot of excuses. You know, it's like. Oh no! I can't even just you know take up oh, Uber yes. driving. Like I can't do that, or for some reason it's I... so
0: easy to come up with a thousand reasons why something's not going to work. Right. Because and and the reality is is that
1: you can always most excuses.
0: ventures don't work. Right. So if you're if you're gonna make up excuses, then you're not gonna try anything ever because most of the time you will fail. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try something new because eventually you're going to learn from those mistakes. You're going to walk away with a little bit more information and you're going to do better on the next venture that you're trying.
1: Right. But I would just say if you're making excuses, maybe you're just really not that interested because all of this stuff takes, I mean, this is extra money, right? So extra means extra. It means it does take extra effort. It does take extra energy. If you're spending time towards these things, it means you're taking time away from something else. Yes. Maybe it's your hobbies or watching TV, or maybe it's your family, right? And so you really need to weigh, um, you know, the pros and cons. Like, is this worth it or not? But don't let excuses be the reason. Like, don't make excuses. Just lay it out there and say, what's the real? Why are you making these excuses? Do you really not want to do it? Is that not where you want to spend your time? Are you just lazy? You know, I don't know what it is, but just don't hide behind excuses
0: don't hide behind them and be, be i would also say be a little bit patient with it because the the payoff probably isn't going to be immediate when you start that baking business you might not be profitable right away you might have to you you might be putting in more time on it than than it's worth i can tell you even now i mean i'm i've only been doing this youtube channel for a couple years now but i put in way more hours just <laughs> editing than it's worth, right? Like I make pennies per hour based on how much time I put into editing, but you know that's it's honestly it's okay because this was ex- something extra. It's not it it if it turned into something big that would have been awesome. It it doesn't feel like it's going that way, but I've learned a lot along the way, and and that's been really valuable. Uh, I I think there's also an element here around around luck. I've heard people make excuses around, well, this person was just lucky and that's why they were, it worked for them and why it wouldn't work for me. And yes, there is an element of luck. I think to some of these things hitting, there's a combination of, of skill, ability, um, luck, maybe, and and hard work, but you're not going to have that luck. You're not going to have a shot at that luck unless you try.
1: Right. You got to put
0: yourself out there.
1: I do believe that luck can play a piece of it, but it's only a piece. It's like a, it's a piece. You have to put yourself out there. You have to do the work. It can help amplify it or maybe make it better than it could be, but I it's only a piece of it. You know, so don't let that deter, deter you from doing it because because you could be the luckiest person in the world right. and not even know it.
0: because you're not trying, because you're afraid to try. Right. And uh, just because you've been unlucky elsewhere doesn't mean you're not going to be lucky here. And even if you're unlucky, you could still be very successful.
1: Right. And finally, you know, don't put your main income at risk because of your side gig. Like, don't lose your job because you're delivering pizzas. Um, So you need to keep the focus. I mean, eventually, maybe if you truly are doing this side hustle and it becomes your main job, that's great. But, like, don't... um, don't put at risk your main income to sacrifice for this. Yeah, keep
0: your focus where your focus needs yeah. to be. Um uh, make make sure you're not putting your put <laughs> putting your your food at risk.
1: Right. Okay, so we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. So talk about it. Have you ever thought about taking one of these ideas and making more money? Do you have a skill that you think you could monetize? Do you feel Like, you're strapped for cash, who isn't, and could use a bit more. I'll take a little bit more. (laughs) So discuss this with your spouse and see if either of you have had any interest or desire to make more money and why. So let's have this conversation, David. Have you ever thought of pursuing one of these side gigs? What was the motivation behind it, and why have or haven't you done so?
0: Yeah, I think it's changed over time. I've always had a little bit of an interest in a side gig because, you know, there's... It, it feels like making money could be fun. There, when, like when I was a kid, I always thought it would be cool to work in a movie theater on the weekends and get free movies, and or, or work in an arcade and have play free games on the weekends and that that kind of thing. Like for the benefits, right? I thought, oh, you know, a little extra money and you get some fun benefits. Why wouldn't I want to do that? And then. As I got older, that kind of changed. I got into eBay for a while and was like, "Oh, I'm going to buy and sell stuff. And like, I'd find free things and I'd sell free things on eBay. But again, it was like, okay, that's pretty labor intensive. And so I did that. And now I've got this YouTube thing kind of going on that's been fun. And I've never been super successful on any of these side gigs, but I feel like I've always walked away learning something. And so I think that's the main thing that I, at least I've taken away is that so far I haven't been able to make anything anywhere close to as, uh, as valuable as a regular day job. But even so I've, I've become a better person or I've, I've learned a little bit, I've become a little wiser because mm. of taking these on. And I think there's value in that for me.
1: Oh, Nice. And so I
0: think that that, that's kind of the, yes, the the motivation is a little extra cash, but there's also that motivation of, I want to learn something new that uh, might be beneficial or might be interesting.
1: Nice. How about yourself? You know, I really haven't thought about pursuing, the only thing, like I mentioned, the piano gig, which I I mean, I kind of thought about for a while. I thought that would be fun. Um, But... I also have thought about doing something with finance education. So maybe teaching on the side at the college level, or maybe eventually getting into that. And that could eventually be a kind of a retire out of the rat race, kind of a full-time job. So I've thought about that. um, But honestly, I've always held off because I really want to focus on my existing career and I want to put my eggs in that basket and see where I can get. And I feel like if I took the energy and time away from that and towards a side gig, I worry too much that my main gig would suffer and I feel like there's a lot of opportunity and, and places I want to go with that. So I just don't want to mess that up.
0: Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Yes. And, and I think that's, that's certainly an element of it for me too, is you, you don't want to put your main job at risk. Like you had mentioned earlier uh, in our conversation, ultimately that's what's most important. So don't lose, don't lose your focus on, on your main goals. That's right. Awesome. Well, great conversation today, Heather. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for today. But uh, remember, you can always reach us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the